What a great song. What a great... You know what? You know what would have been perfect? Uh, Ron DeSantis just came out to give his uh, victory speech and uh, thank all the people who supported him, and God knows there are a lot of them. Wouldn't it have been great if he came out to that song? That would have been perfect. That would have been the kickoff of the uh, 2024 campaign, but uh, Ron's too classy to do that. That's another thing I will give another advantage. I'll give Ron DeSantis over Donald J. Trump. He just came out. He's still out. We'll cut to it in a second. And he's just thanking everybody, his staff, his family, his friends, the uh, agency heads in the federal and the state government, you know, everybody who worked hard on his behalf. Um, Donald Trump wouldn't do that. He would come out and he'd say, uh, you know, I did it. I did it. You said I couldn't do it. The media said, oh, those was fake news. People said I, could. I did it. It'll be all about him, which works for him. But DeSantis is a little bit uh, more um, considerate of others who helped him. But there is your big story so far on Election Day. Uh, the red wave was a freaking tsunami in Florida. And the DeSantis is absolutely in position to run for president uh, against Donald Trump and anybody else in 2024. The numbers in Florida, we'll get to plenty of other results and uh, developments uh, here on election day, 2022. But this is a remarkable uh, win. The latest as DeSantis at 59%, Charlie Crist, that loser, he is, he's, he's indeed going to become a, 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 uh, a name. He's going to become synonymous with losing. He's going to be like Munson in, um, in the Farley Brothers movie, Kingpin. You know, you got Munson, became a verb. If you get Christ, Christed, that means you lost. That means you suck. Charlie Christ has now lost a statewide election as a Republican, as an independent, and as a Democrat. He's lost in the state of Florida every which way. But tonight could be the most embarrassing. He's going to lose by 20 points or maybe more. Yeah. But this is how you knew it was going uh, going uh, Ron DeSantis's way. In Miami-Dade County, um, DeSantis lost by 20 points uh, uh, four years ago. Uh, uh, 2018, um, Biden crushed Trump in Miami-Dade County. Um, DeSantis is up, I think it's 20 points. He's just in a landslide in the uh, in a uh, county that's 70% Hispanic. This is the big story. If you want to look, you know, for the big picture is the uh, Latinx, the Latinx vote. <laughs> the Latino vote is absolutely uh, swinging toward the Republicans. I think by the end of this, um, the end of this election, we get all the results in in Texas and hopefully Arizona, and we'll get to Arizona where they are up to no good. Um, you know what's going to happen like next week? They're going to build a wall. Democrats are going to say, time to build a wall. And as Jesse Kelly said, they'll have machine gun nests up on that wall because they're not going to want any more Hispanics coming into this country after the vote, after the way they have shifted toward the Republicans on this day in this election, big time in uh, Florida and Texas and hopefully Arizona. But that's the early story for this election night. Huge win, tidal wave in Florida. There is, I mean, eventually we'll, the, the Republicans will take the House. 
there's all kinds of uh, promising developments out there in Virginia and other places. Um, as usual, we don't get to play here in New England. We don't get to uh, have any fun. You know, it's it's uh, New England is already irrelevant when it comes to the national electoral map. And now it's going to be uh, a bunch of Democrats, old style Democrats, whatever. It, you know, it'll, they, Maura Healy won the governorship in Massachusetts in a landslide. The woman who applauded Antifa when they were burning businesses and 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 uh, torching police cars in the summer of 2020, she applauded them. Said, "That's good. That's how forests grow." Many millions of my fellow Massachusetts voters voted for that woman, the woman who supports Antifa. And now she's the most radical. Uh, uh, the Globe is already celebrating New York Times because she's a lesbian. You have the first lesbian governor. Like anyone gives a damn about that anymore. It's just so silly. Uh, but she's, she's a, there's real questions about her character, uh, real questions about her commitment to law and order. But she's the governor now. That's how uh, how nuts things are still in Massachusetts. But I think uh, once the Republicans take control of the House and hopefully the Senate, there'll be no that there, I mean, there'll be nobody with any influence in New England. I mean, nobody. I mean, Liz Warren should be totally irrelevant. You know, Ayanna Presley. These people will be irrelevant backbenchers as it should be. They won't be. They won't be uh, pivotal in any big you know votes or they they won't have any influence at all. You might as well just say make make us another country, the People's Republic of New England. We will be irrelevant. Here's Jen Saki. When did she tweet this? Ooh, just tonight. Latino vote is not the same everywhere. There are huge generational differences and in Florida, the Florida population of older voters more likely to be Republican more than younger voters. Socialism does not play there. No, it does not. And there's a massive disinformation problem. Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> Let's line up the excuses now. Disinformation, uh, oh, uh, voter suppression. We'll get to that too. We got a great rant from one of those MSNBC lunatics about how they're suppressing the vote in Georgia, which is already set records. I mean, eclipsed the old record by, by, by hundreds of thousands in early voting. The turnout is huge, black, white, Hispanic, whatever, but you, that, that does not stop. That will not stop these nuts from saying there is voter suppression going on. I, I put on MSNBC for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. I heard that. I heard the turn, the, the, the date January 6th, like 12 times. And election denier they just take their their marching orders their their directions from the white house or from the democrat national committee and they just run with them they all sit there go oh there's another election denier in the in the ballot in uh, montana oh there's one in uh, colorado they just keep track of election deniers at the same time they deny <laughs> that this is a fair election now they have lost their minds which is good that's one of the great uh, the, uh, the the great subplots here is watching the media just completely lose it oh we'll get to that too we'll get to the new york times has a handy list okay. of ways to help you cope in these difficult times you cannot make this stuff up but so far it is a big night for ron de savage 
And uh, it began with Donald Trump, by the way, going to vote and saying he just voted for Ron DeSantis. He took a little shot at him later, talked about how it's going to be tough if DeSantis decides to run for the White House. I think we know that. But he admitted he voted for him. And hell, how could you not? How could you not admit the guy's done an amazing job? It looks like just a fun place to be. Huge victory party for, for DeSantis in Tampa. Everybody just feeling good. He has set the tone. That's the way to do it. All you Republican governors around the country, hell, Republican, whatever, senators, hell, whatever, uh, selectmen, town councils, that's how to do it. Without apologies, strong in your convictions, do not let the media bully you, push you around. You know what DeSantis is? He's the anti-Charlie Baker. That's what he is. Charlie, as we know, is a spineless coward who did not want to upset the the Pazooties or the Boston Globe or his friends at Harvard and he wanted to get along and he wanted good ratings and he was a disaster as a governor, just a absolute disaster. He's done. He's gone. Nobody will miss him. There's really not going to be much of a difference when you go from Charlie Baker to Maura Healy, unless you're, you know, one of those state trooper, one of the, 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 the women on the state trooper that's uh, on the uh, governor's security team, then you might, uh, then you, then the governor might take some special interest in you as she has been known to do. We won't hear much about that because the global have no interest. The rest of the media won't care, but uh, perhaps that'll be uh, one of the scandals to come in the, uh, in the Maura Healy administration. But I think we have to talk about the, the hijinks, the irregularities, the, the funny business that's going on. You knew it was coming. See, I think, if all was on the level, we'd uh, the Republicans would take the House and they would take the Senate easily. But the the places, the key places, the real important races, they're in places that are known for uh, issues in uh, at the uh, polling places. Pennsylvania would be the top of that list. I believe a judge has already ordered them to stay open late. It's going to be days, weeks, months before they declare a winner. And when they declare it, I've already predicted, it'll be John Fetterman. They're going to pull out all the stops. There's going to be all kinds of questionable tactics, and they will um, elect a brain-damaged cadaver to the U.S. Senate. And as, as you pointed out, Ironhead, that's good for the show. You know, it's good for entertainment value. I'm not a huge Dr. Oz fan, so I won't miss him, but... Fetterman will have to do six years unless they do it. You know, some people suspect and he pulls out and they name his wife, the former illegal alien uh, bisexual. She'll be a, a Senator. But <laughs> if we if the Republicans could take 51 or 52 and Fetterman wins, I won't care. But if it's 50, 50 and they, and they steal it for Fetterman, that'll be a problem that well, I'm, I'm going to join the insurrection on that one. I, I, I can't believe the majority of Pennsylvanians are going to vote for that load. It just doesn't seem possible. On uh, uh, on the other hand, in Arizona, I'm concerned. <clears throat> I'll tell you why. I think Carrie Lake is a powerhouse. She is a runaway train. You can't stop her. But Blake Masters is in a fight for his life. I mean, it's a it's a dead even race. Blake Masters against the uh, the defectless Mark Kelly. And uh, if they were going to, you know. <sighs> If they were going to pull a fast one, it would be to help Mark Kelly. Again, that could swing the Senate. That scares me. And of course, in Georgia, you never know, man. They, there's You just don't know what they're up to. I have a feeling uh, they're going to go to a, a runoff if neither of them gets 50%. 
And then, my God, the whole national media will just swoop into Atlanta, swoop into Georgia. They'll be pulling women out of nowhere saying, yeah, he paid for my abortion or he raped me or he, you know, he did whatever. You're going to hear a scandal du jour every day about Herschel Walker. They're going to Kavanaugh Walker in hopes of defeating him as if they haven't already. And uh, that'll be wild. And it'll go for weeks and weeks and weeks. It's gonna, It's too bad. We should... I mean, we're the, the, the wealthiest, most advanced country in the world, and we can't count the votes on election day. I think we used to be able to do that. They do that all over the world, in countries all over the world. They just did it in Brazil. But we can't do it. We have to wait days, weeks, months. We have to rely on machines that run out of printer or the, the, the printer breaks. I mean, we have to check. We, we have to rely on machines that they couldn't have checked, you know, yesterday. They couldn't have checked them three days ago. We just find out today, oh, the machine's not working. I was talking to my friend Glenn Ordway earlier. He moved to Arizona. He's been, he was dealing with it all day, waiting in lines and telling, uh, t- being told he's got to uh, fill out his uh, provisional ballot and bring it to a different polling place. Um, we're going to try to hook up with uh, the big O to get his story because he's in the middle of, uh, middle of the action. We're not. We're, we're again, some other world. We don't get to have any fun. You know, this certain places, I guess we should be happy in Portland, Portland, Oregon. All the businesses are boarding up their windows because they're preparing for, I don't know that they might lose the governorship, which means Maura Healy's friends in Antifa can go out and burn build, you know, burn businesses and smash windows and terrorize neighborhoods. That's how it works. They're not boarding up businesses because they think, the Republicans might lose and Democrats might win. You don't have to board up businesses if that's the case. Uh, you only have to do that if uh, if Democrats are in danger of losing. Then you have to worry about their allies in uh, Antifa and BLM smashing up, destroying your livelihood. But uh, we'll be, uh, mod- I'm going to be monitoring. You are too, Ironhead. We're going to be watching all the developments. We're going to be finding out if if there are more hijinks, ooh, good, Mar- uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene won in a landslide. Check this out. Her opponent raised $15 million for one little congressional race in Georgia, spent uh, $14 million on the race, and she won in a landslide. It was declared <laughs> five seconds after they closed the polls. That's great. Think of all the the political hustlers that convinced stupid liberals from, you know, California or New York. Oh, we can beat Marjorie Taylor Greene. Just send me a thousand dollars. And people did it. And they raised 15 million dollars and she trounced them. That's a good one. That's a good development. And uh, uh, Rand Paul won in a landslide, which is bad news for Dr. Fauci. If if Republicans take the Senate, Rand Paul will have subpoena power. He'll have Fauci before him under oath every day, beginning January 20th. I am so looking forward to that. But let's get to some of the developments. Um, we'll, we'll do the New York Times thing. I want to do the uh, I want to let's do, uh, let's do CBS. CBS reporter went to South Florida before pre-election. Wanted to do a story, I don't know, probably about how Charlie Crist had a chance, a big chance at an upset. Uh, so he goes down there and uh, looking for Crist voters, looking for people who don't like DeSantis. Jeez, did he check uh, Mar-a-Lago? Might have, might have, <laughs> Could have found one. And he went to diners and traffic, like traffic lights to talk to them. And he couldn't find anyone 
who didn't like DeSantis. That is amazing when you think about it. He's in a city. He's he's not in some podunk town where they're all, you know, good old boys. He's in a city and he's literally walking up the cars at traffic and saying, could you tell me, do you, do you like Chris? Do you hate DeSantis? Guess what? He, he came up with nothing, with nobody. Listen to this. And it's a... Uh, it's uh, and, uh, CBS, I'm sorry, it's CBS. So they're all shocked. Go, what do you mean? DeSantis is Hitler. Don't they know? Haven't they heard? They, they haven't heard. They love him down there. That's the other thing. I think uh, I want DeSantis to run. I would love, love, love DeSantis Lake 2024. That's my dream ticket. But if Trump's in the way and Trump and, and, and DeSantis doesn't really want to deal with it, he's 43. He's governor of the best state in the country. He's a freaking rock star. He might be thinking, I don't need the trouble. I'm good. You know, let, let the orange man take it. I'm going to be here kicking ass in Florida for four more years and I'll be 40, whatever, seven in four years and I'll be ready to run. So that's my fear is that he's having too much fun and kicking too much ass in Florida to worry about it. But let's listen and look at the looks on the faces of the CBS people who could not find anybody to badmouth Ron DeSantis. Pretty big storyline developing there. Uh, by the way, I got to point out that once we started digesting our food and digesting the day, we realized that on that day-long trip, we spoke to dozens of people up and down the coast of Florida, all in precincts, by the way, that voted for President Biden in 2020. But to our surprise, we did not run into a supporter of Ron DeSantis's Democratic opponent. That would be Charlie Crist. <laughs> he could not find he actually goes on and talks about stopping people at a light and saying, you know, do you like Charlie Chris? No, <laughs> he couldn't. Guy spent all day looking, couldn't find a supporter of Charlie Chris. How great is that, man? He is just, DeSantis is just the best. I have to say though, I'm, you, you make me choose DeSantis or Lake. I would struggle with that one. Lake, Lake is just, she's my dream girl. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't care. Uh, you know, I love my wife, but I, I'm pretty sure I'd leave her for Carrie Lake. You know, if I could, Carrie Lake understands one thing better than any political candidate ever. She understands the role of the media better than Trump, better than, better than anyone ever. She knows their role. Their job is not to report the facts or not to do an honest commentary. Their job is to bring her down. She knows it. She worked in media for 27 years. She was a big star in Arizona TV circles, Noosa. And she knows those people, particularly the national people, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, they show up. They are there to bring her down, bring DeSantis down too. Oh, I, oh, I, I got the next scandal for DeSantis. Remind me of that. I, I found it. I found the next story. The New York Times is going to go on DeSantis, do on DeSantis. But first, to Carrie Lake, who's out there, and she is all over. She's on Twitter. She's on social media. She's doing little press conferences. She is really upset about the uh, irregularities in Arizona, uh, the problems they're having with the voting machines and everything else. But um, she was uh, asked by a, a reporter, and I'm not sure the reporter is from. We should try to find that out. Uh, the reporter asks about her, you know, baby, maybe being on the presidential ticket in two years, maybe being VP or, and she wants no part of that. She's, she said this over and over. She's not there. She's not going to win this seat. 
and be governor for four years. She's in it for eight years. She's promising to do two terms. She hasn't even won the seat yet, but she's promising to do two turns. But listen to how she treats this reporter. I know I shouldn't get that excited, but I just love this. I wish more, I wish more Republicans, I wish more political candidates would, would understand that the, like, like Trump doesn't get that. Trump sits down with Maggie Haberman of the New York Times. He sits down with Bob Woodward. These people who hate him want to destroy him. He can't get over the fact that he can't win them over. So when, uh, you know, when they, when they you know, give him a Google, you know, give him the eyes and say, Oh, Donald, this time will be different. He says, okay, how much time do you need Maggie? And then she shivs him in the back and he doesn't learn. She knows that going in, she's 53 years old. She's 25 years younger than Trump. And she knows these people are up to no good. And she treats them the way they should be treated. Let's watch. Carrie, who are you? Lee from CBS News. I just want to just follow up on this question, if I may. If Donald Trump announces, as expected, to be president and you win the governorship of Arizona, you're likely to be talked about as a VP candidate. Will you, do you plan to serve your entire term in Arizona, or are you open to being the VP? Are you new covering this race? Because we've talked about this before. We've talked about this. I've asked you this question. I am going to not only be the governor of Arizona for four years, I'm going to do two terms. I'm going to be your worst freaking nightmare for eight years. And we will reform the media as well. We're going to make you guys into journalists again. So get ready. It's going to be a fun eight years. I can't wait to be working with you. (laughs) I'm going to be your worst fricking nightmare. She says to the CBS reporter, (laughs) Um, that that is unbelievable. And they, they just can't take it. Do we have her? We have her bitching about the, uh, the, the irregularities as well. Don't we? Yes. Uh, she's, I mean, she, if they start messing, if there's no results tonight, if there's no results tomorrow, if they screw, um, Blake masters, who she loves, they've been campaigning together. If they screw him, she is going to explode. It's going to be wild. But, uh, let's listen to her talk about, uh, some of the problems they've had at the polls so far today, tonight in Arizona. What's your name and who are you with? Um, I'm Stephanie Sy with the PBS News Hour. Do you think this is normal, guys? My question is, do you think what's happening here in Maricopa County is normal? We have had problems after problems. And there's a reason we decided to change locations. We were going to go to a pretty Republican area. But I woke up this morning and within minutes of the polls opening up, I started getting people calling. Voters in tears calling my personal number saying, what's going on? The tabulators aren't working. They told me to put my my ballot into a box and they would drive it downtown to county. This is not normal stuff. We don't have to have elections run this way. We switched from a Republican area to vote. We came right down into the heart of liberal Phoenix to vote because we wanted to make sure that we had good machines. And guess what? They've had zero problems with their machines today. Not one machine spit out a ballot here today. Not one in a very liberal area. So we were right to come and vote in a liberal area. They gotta fix this problem. This is incompetency. I hope it's not malice, but we're gonna fix it. We're gonna win. And when we win, there's gonna be come to Jesus for elections in Arizona. There's gonna be a come to Jesus. Oh, 
God, I, I, I have to admit, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little too excited. Just listening to her talk, just listening to her, put these people in their place. That's what you need to hear from everybody. It is inexcusable that in 2022 in the United States, we can't count ballots and declare a winner. We did it when there was just paper ballots. We didn't have early voting or mainland voting and drop boxes or any any other freaking thing. We just voted and then they told you who won. That's how it's supposed to work in civilized society. This is just this is just wrong. This is the recipe for cheating. This is the recipe for fraud. That's what we're getting. <laughs> the good one. Chris says, uh, who's the, the oh the media guy? Oh, it was a CNN guy. The CNN guy who said Fetterman was a political athlete. And he was in tip-top condition. Remember that guy? There's your political athlete. Carrie Lake, she does. She looks like she's, you know, a performer out there. Just so confident. Just so sure of herself. And just just treats the media the way they should be treated. That's how it's done. That's how you should do it, Charlie Baker. Maybe you'd have a future in politics if you treated them, if you, if you did your job the way Carrie Lake does. I don't think they're going to screw her. I really don't. I think she can, she's just, she's going to win by, you know, 10, 15, 10, 12, 15. They'll, they'll probably screw masters, which would be a shame, but they're not going to be able to screw her. We'll get some details from uh, my guy, Glenn Ordway, who happened to be the one who was in tears. She said they were calling her up in tears. That was Glenn. Glenn <laughs> called her up in tears because they made him wait so long. He missed lunch. He was waiting so long in line. I didn't, I've never had to wait. You don't go at rush hour and you don't have to wait. I mean, it's, it, it, my vote has never mattered because I, I vote in Boston. It's like laughable. I have to, I had to walk through a crowd of these, these union thugs with their Maura Healy and Ianna Presley signs to get to the polling place. And then I just, you know, vote against all the right people. And it's a waste. It doesn't really matter. I, I'd love to be someday. I'm going to be live somewhere where it matters. It's, it just looks like fun. It looks like you being in the middle of the action, it's just such an important day in this country. And we just, we don't get to participate. All right, let's get to this guy. Let's get to this guy before we get our live report on the ground in Arizona from Ordway. This is uh, Jason Johnson. You've seen him if you've watched any MSNBC. He is an absolute lunatic, an absolute radical extremist fringe lunatic. Everything's racist. He's on with jo Joy Reid and they're, you know, kindred spirits and everybody. I mean, I, I can't even believe he gets paid. He just, I think he's a professor too at some school. But he just spews the most lunatic, crazy, nutty, radical stuff. He was on at, I'm not even sure what time. It was early. It was like 5 o'clock talking about the vote has been suppressed in Georgia. At the time, at the moment, they're setting records for turnout in Georgia. I, I think if I'm whoever is behind the scenes, you know, orchestrating this strategy, if I'm Ron Klain or Mark Elias or one of those Susan Rice, Barack Obama, I'd be like, Jason, you got to wait, man. <laughs> you don't scream about voter suppression, you know, three hours before the polls close. That's not how it works, you idiot. But it was just mocked far and wide as soon as he did this. But Let's listen to this loan talk about how they're, uh, you know, stopping black people from voting in Georgia while they're setting records for the black vote uh, at, the, at that very moment. Just totally nuts. Go ahead. In the state of Georgia, thanks to Brian Kemp and, and Raffensperger, they changed the state law so that you cannot get a provisional ballot in Georgia before five before five o'clock. 
So if you waited in line for two and a half hours, got there, and they said, oh, there's some sort of mistake, you can't get a provisional ballot here. The level of voter suppression is beyond anything that we saw in 2018. So I think it's completely up in the air. There has been youth turnout at levels we haven't expected. Democrats feel confident. Republicans I've spoken to feel confident. But we can't say that whatever happens tonight is a fair and equitable election because there have been too many laws passed by election deniers to keep people from being able to express themselves. <laughs> it was Trump's mortal enemy. This is so stupid. For, for one thing, they, they changed the laws to accommodate people during COVID. I don't know if you heard, Jason. I don't know if you heard from your president. COVID is over. We no longer have to take, you no longer have to stand six feet apart with your mask when you vote. We changed those things that were there for COVID. And again, I'm not sure if you heard, but there is record turnout. Oh, we got the latest walkers up 0.1%. That makes me nervous. That is really easy to steal. Walker took the Walker's taken the lead with 63% of the vote in. He's been down. Enough. Yeah, he's been down the whole night. So that's good. He's yeah, coming there's, back. I, there's a lot of those where they count the cities. It was the same in Pennsylvania. You had the Federer up like 88 to 12 or something. They count the cities. They count the mail-in ballots, uh, the, where, which are mostly uh, Democrats who don't want to you know, take the trouble to walk all the way to the the polling place. Uh, so we'll see. Keep me updated. But uh, one more thing I wanted to get to uh, before we get to <laughs> that. That just makes me laugh. They, they've spent six months talking about election deniers and uh, uh, insurrectionists and threats to democracy. And at, at, before dinner time, and they're on there screaming about election denial and voter suppression. And this is not a legitimate election. It's just so ridiculous. I mean, if you, if you think that you should be able to say it, it's America, but you're only allowed to say it if you're on one side. And however, this turns out, you know, we, if the good guys win, if, if, if Walker wins, if masters wins this clown and the rest of the whole crew on MSNBC will be screaming how the election was stolen and nobody will call them election deniers. Nobody will say they're threats to democracy. That's why it's so ridiculous that they allowed this narrative to take hold allowed. The media was glad to get spoon fed uh, from the, uh, uh, for, you know, from the Democrats and run with it because, you know, they're, they're all on the same team, but no one actually believes that anyone's a threat to democracy. We've been talking about for days, if we're going to do that, let's do it now. That guy's a threat to democracy. I was even allowed on the air. Jason Johnson. Uh, I, I watched a panel. I had Joy Reid, Chris Hayes, Rachel Maddow. And that's all they did was talk about election deniers and stolen elections. And I'm like, Christ, get, are we ever going to be done with that nonsense that, that clearly you've been given to you know, by the Democrats and that's their strategy and you're just a bunch of useful idiots or should I say willing idiots to play along but anyway all right so we got my uh, we, got, we got Ordway waiting in the wings waiting is he, is he still in line out there in Arizona <laughs> I think so <laughs> uh, my old friend my old colleague Glenn Ordway the legend from uh, WEI I would say the most the most important figure in Boston sports radio history. That would be Glenn Orway. He, he hired, hired people, made people, taught him how it was done. Now he's, uh, I don't know if he's uh, retired, but he's out in Arizona. He's in the middle of the action. And uh, he was uh, in the middle of uh, the hijinks earlier today that Carrie Lake was talking about. Uh, 
Yeah. Is Glenn, Glenn with us? And there he is. I apologize, Jerry. I uh, went to vote today and uh, I have fat fingers. I put my ballot inside the machine. I jammed the machine. I've screwed up the election for the entire country. I apologize. I apologize. (laughs) Everybody out there, apologize. I said this to you earlier. I said, I'm jealous. I mean, we we just, we're so irrelevant. It was like, we we might as well not even be part of America. We voted for it out here. These screwy lunatic yep. Mar, Mar, Mara Healy's our new uh, our our new governor the the, the big Antifa fan. What did she get? Eighty two percent of the vote. What did she end up with? I love that. People say, "Oh, Jeff Deal was a terrible candidate." Well, Ronald Reagan can't win in Massachusetts. No. It doesn't matter. You having trouble with your headphones there, big guy? Yeah, a little, uh, little. You have you have trouble with a lot of machine, a lot of technical stuff. You can't handle. No, I, I really, I really don't. I've got a studio, but it's not working tonight, so I've got a slight problem. Everything in Arizona is down. I don't know if you've heard that, but apparently they're trying to destroy the democracy here in Arizona. I I will tell you, it was a wild scene out here today, Jerry, because, and I smartly held on to my original ballot that was sent to me. I don't like that whole process of the mail-in ballots, but I held on to it and the envelope when I went to the polling booth today. There was a huge line and then I discovered that if I take my ballot with the envelope and I take it I can avoid the line and just drop it off. And I didn't, thank God, because all I heard was screaming people. And the people out here are lovely. They're really nice. They're done. You know, they're not like New Yorkers, the people in Philadelphia or Boston. Everything is just a wonderful day. It's 82 degrees. It's gorgeous. They don't they don't get worked up about anything. They were literally pissed because they thought the election was being taken away from them. Wow. And they were in line. They the people were in line? the people that were actually putting the ballots in. So I saw a guy who filled out his ballot. Then he went to put it in the machine and the guy said it didn't register. So then what they wanted to do is they wanted to take his ballot, put it in an envelope and then put it in a box that was going to go to the main headquarters of the secretary of state. Secretary of state is Katie Hobbs, who is the Democratic nominee. (laughs) How convenient, you know? So the guy was refusing to leave his ballot. He was literally sitting down and he said, I'm going to stay here all day with my ballot until it counts. So that, that is that is wild. And uh, I mean, I, we, let's let's be honest. We 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 have we have some questions about things in Arizona. We have some questions about uh, the election officials yeah. <laughs> beginning with uh, Katie Hobbs. That name sounds familiar. What do I know her from? Uh, well, Secretary of State, she had a slight issue here where she had a, uh, an employee who happened to be black and apparently she was abusive and the state had to pay off uh, $3 million. So Secretary of State is Carrie Lake's opponent. She's in charge of the election. She chose not to uh, recuse herself. So now the questions, do they go to her? Do they say, Miss Secretary of State, can you tell us? That's what they did today. (laughs) Did they? Yes, they went to her. Wow. And yep. Carrie, like you can't mess with Carrie. Let me, can I ask you a quick, uh, off, yeah. uh, off topic? If I, if I met Carrie, do you think she would like me? Uh, well, I, probably not, Jerry. No, you know, you probably so. not. I, I will I, say I, this. I, I don't think I've seen anybody run a better campaign. So remember she was one of the, uh, nominees, one of the, those running in the Republican across the country where Democrats were feeding money 
right. to the to the Trumpsters. So they figured we'll get the most radical candidate out there and we'll feed her and then Pity Hobbs will just, you know, have her for lunch. What they missed out on is that she didn't turn out to be nearly as radical as they thought she was going to be. She's run a phenomenal campaign. She was very popular here to begin with. She was a TV anchor on the local 6 and 11 o'clock news on the Fox uh, affiliate. Sort of like uh, Natalie Jacobson running for political office, Jerry. She had that type of appeal in this in this marketplace. And she's resonated. And I think where Katie Hobbs made the huge mistake, because we're really a, a split state out here. It really is purple. It's not red and it's not yeah. blue. It, they'll, they'll go in either direction. Katie Hobbs' biggest mistake is refusing to debate. Once she did that, right. even a lot of the Democrats were questioning her. We've been playing. I've been playing highlights from Carrie like every day. She's just so good at it's this. Unbelievable. A force of nature today when she went after the and, and said yeah. she was going to be the media's. She said, I'm going to be your worst freaking nightmare to the yeah. media. And they don't know what I don't know how to handle her. You know, so Jerry, she, she, she does these press conferences like everywhere she goes every single day. And all of these think about this. It, it, you wouldn't Boston. I mentioned Natalie Jacobson. But think of an anchor that's right. been there for 30 years. Now she retires from that business. She runs for political office. She turns on the media. And literally, at all of these press conferences, all of these people she's worked with at that station and the other affiliates here in town are all asking her questions, and she's beating the crap out of them, just attacking them. I've never seen a candidate. It would be like you attacking Kirk. Just like that. That's what it would be like. I've never seen a, a political candidate who, who better understands the role of the media. People, I mean, I mentioned this earlier. I said Trump Trump still thinks he can win over the New York Times. You know, please, he invites Megan Hefferman over for lunch. Carrie Lake would never do that. She knows that their goal is to destroy her and she's not going to let it happen. And she just puts it, throws it right back in their faces. I think she's going to explode tomorrow. If this if there's no results, if this drags on for a day and I think she's safe. But I, I don't. I, I worry about Masters. I worry about Blake Masters. I mean, he's neck and neck. He could get screwed here. I would. I would say that Mark Kelly ran a, a really good campaign in that he was able to camouflage all of his actual votes in the Senate. So if you look at his voting record, you see one guy, and then the guy that we all saw out here in Arizona during the campaign was a totally different guy. You know, he became Mr. Moderate. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to let Joe Biden get away with any of that. No, no. The inflation, we're going to take care of it. I mean, right. he tried to play the other side. And I'll say it, it worked pretty effectively for him. And Blake Master is a really bright guy, young guy, really uh, uh, a successful business guy who seems to understand the landscape. But you're right. I think that one's going to. We may wait four or five days for the outcome oh, of that. Christ, that's just yeah. it's wrong. That's banana yeah. republic stuff. I I do think Mark Kelly. I mean, he's a little guy and he wears an astronaut jacket, and people are just in awe of astronauts. Yes, that's part but, of it. But I mean, he's you know he's for open borders. You know, he supports everything. Everything. No, 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 no. He was for open borders, Jerry, until a month ago. Oh, when he right. realized, yeah, he changed. He changed his position. He changed a lot of positions. And then when he was confronted on it, he basically said, no, I felt that way all along. Yet oh, his voting record doesn't really 
represent. Right. People feel bad for him because of his wife and everything. But uh, I would think the border, I think immigration would be the number one issue out there. And it just, I don't see how anybody could vote for a, a open borders candidate in the state of Arizona. It just seems. Well, it's gonna, it, you're going to love it because it's really going to get explosive if Carrie Lake wins this election because they've found a legal little uh, flaw in which if the people keep on coming over their border, that they can declare an invasion of a foreign country, and they're going to do that. And once they do that, what will be the reaction of the federal government? Because the state will try to close it down. I've been down to the border. I've seen it. Uh, Trump did not finish the wall. I can tell you that. There are a lot of blank spaces. But Doug Ducey, who's the governor here now, has been filling in those spaces by doubling up these railroad boxcars, kind of filling in all of those, uh, the, the naked area. So, but she's going to basically declare it an invasion, put the National Guard down there on the border, and we'll see how the feds react to that. Well, just breaking, uh, so Brian Kemp defeats Stacey Abrams, which means uh, Stacey Abrams any minute now should be declaring victory once again in uh, Georgia. But as we already, we heard from MSNBC that they're suppressing the vote in Georgia. So let's get out ahead of it. Well, you'll hear that tomorrow with her. Right, Brian Kemp by, by, the, by the way, between, uh, between Stacey Abrams and Beto O'Rourke, how much money has been spent in the last two election cycles on those two individuals? Where do I get, where do I get some of that love? Where, where, where does that happen? How about this one? The opponent from Audrey Taylor Greene spent $15 million on one little congressional district to get trounced. In a, he was always going to lose, but they suckered all these Northeast and California liberals into sending them money because they were going to defeat the evil MTG. And they didn't. They failed. But you're right. Think of the money people sent Stacey Abrams, all the money you know, from Silicon Valley and from from uh, uh, New York and, and New England. Yeah. Could have canceled, canceled a, lot, a lot of student debt with that money. <laughs> Pissed it away, right. Send yeah. Beto O'Rourke money, that loser? Two, or, 200, over $200 million to Beto O'Rourke in two election cycles. $200 million. Over he 200 never, He wasn't even close. He's never just, a factor. Well, we got uh, George. We got uh, Herschel Walker up one, not quite one point, less than one point. With yeah, but uh, the interesting part about that right now is that a majority of the mail-in ballots are in, and there's a huge slew of day of voting ballots still to be counted. So if you saw that early on, it was a route early on, and it was right. all mail-in ballots. And the Democrats, as you know, go out and vote uh, early with the mail-in voting. And Democrats uh, don't trust anybody, and they show up at the polls the day of you're supposed to vote. And so I think that's a good sign for Walker. I do. Yeah, me too. And I mean, he's not a good candidate, but the other yeah, guy's worse. Good, and I don't care. Just, I don't care. He's a he's a better candidate than John Fetterman. Uh, so I don't care. I want him to win. I want to win the win the Senate and put the brakes on Joe Biden's insane. Uh, agenda. We need to. We need to win both houses. I know we're. Gonna, I know we're going to win the house, obviously. But uh, uh, so, what's your what's your prediction? What do they What do they win the house by? What do they end up with? Oh, uh, they win the house by I don't know twenty eight thirty. Yeah, and I think they uh, end up with two twenty eight something like that. And in the Senate, I think maybe fifty two forty eight, fifty one forty nine, something uh, like that. I think a lot of it depends on Arizona. Because remember, you're already Republican in Pennsylvania, so that really isn't, you're not flipping anything there. 
AOC wins. Matt Gates wins. Uh, Ryan Kemp wins, as we mentioned. That's great. Um, um, Stacey Abrams loses. I'm sure she won't concede anytime soon. But uh, everybody in, in Florida, all the good guys in Florida are winning. Florida's leading the way again. Um, By the way, how did, how did Florida count all of their ballots? Or most of them in about three hours. None of their machines broke down. Everything seemed to be so smooth. I mean, I remember the days when that happened everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, it happens in the places, you know, that it, it, it's happened before, you know. It's going to happen in... Uh, Arizona and Pennsylvania and Philadelphia and you can't help but think they're up to no good. I mean, what else are we supposed to think? They just happen to have run out of printing ink. What was the excuse in Arizona? The the printer didn't work or something? No, the uh, you mean the ballots today or the or yeah, the, the ballots that they sent out? Because that was another issue three weeks ago. Uh, there were about six seven thousand ballots that ironically went into the Scottsdale, North Scottsdale area, which is, I would say, heavily Republican, certainly more Republican than Democratic. And so those ballots didn't have any of the state races on there. They only had the federal races. They didn't have the state, including the governor race in which Katie Hobbs is actually running for. I thought it was very strange. That was a little strange. But they had three weeks to fix that, and they did. Today... Uh, the screw up was the a, a software issue apparently with the machines. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, so they don't test these things in advance. Just it's just so annoying. That's not something that should happen in this day and age in the richest country in the world. Population of Florida is twenty two million. They counted the ballots in ten minutes. It's unbelievable. It can be done. It can be done. They do it in Texas too. They just can't do it out there in Arizona. Florida. By the way, Florida has the largest percentage of uh, elderly residents, and they could still do it. Really. Yeah. And uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and uh, Pennsylvania and Arizona cannot. California, who knows? Who cares? We won't even pay attention. What happens? Well, though, I think you get some interesting races that actually could flip in Oregon and Washington State, which I think is amazing. Jerry, you talk about a change over the last couple of years in this country. That would be dramatic. Well, if the you big get one flips in those two states. The big one is New York. New York Governor Lee Zeldin can beat Kathy Hochul, a terrible candidate, and an absolute who's never been elected, unelected governor, an awful candidate. One of the queen lockdown queens was right there when when uh, Cuomo was putting all old, old people in the nursing home, uh, COVID positive people in nursing homes, killing tens of thousands of elderly New Yorkers. She was right there with them. She was a just a dreadful candidate, a terrible debater, terrible in commercials. And he can do it. He can win this. That will reverberate, man. That will be huge. Kathy Hochul came out today and said if she wins, she's going to fix all these problems beginning tomorrow morning. <laughs> right. She had two years to do it. There's a lot of Democrats coming out and say they're voting for uh, Zeldin. If he, he says if he can get 30% in New York City, most of the people in New York City want to continue the crime wave. They support the crime wave. They support inflation. <laughs> they support illegal, illegal immigration. But some, some have to be sane enough to vote for Lee Zeldin. And if he can get 30%, he wins. And man, that sends shockwaves around the country because uh, he's a good candidate. He's good. And he's just a common sense guy, for Christ's sake. He just wants to stop crying. Just wants to get rid of cat, no cash bail. Fire that producer, uh, that, that prosecutor, uh, Alvin Bragg, and bring law and order back to New York. Real, you know, real crazy idea. Yeah, see, I think that would be a fascinating one because it's amazing. 
it, th- that's the only race I can see across the country where it really seems to be a one issue race. And that is crime. I mean, when people get tossed in front of subway trains in New York City and you don't feel comfortable going out on the platform of a subway station, you got issues. There are real there are real problems there. So does uh, Don Baldick, does he have a chance up in New Hampshire? I thought so, but I'm, I'm just I have a bad feeling right now. It's too bad. My, my producer here, Ironhead, he's from New Hampshire. He had never heard of him. He didn't know who he was. I said, can you get him on the show? He said, who is that? I don't know that guy. He's a general. He's running against a terrible candidate, Maggie Hassan. He's he fought a good fight. He's one of those MAGA guys who the Democrats yes. donated to right. and supported thinking he'd be easy to beat. He hasn't been so easy. He's been tireless. He's done like 85 town halls and just a million appearances crossing the state. Who knows? Maybe we'll see. We have not uh, got a, uh, a result on that yet. We're rooting for him. That would be, he would be that one sane, you know, guy in uh, all of new England, you know, that one guy that actually had some influence in, uh, in Washington from new England and that would be a great, great development. But you know what? It's there's too many Massachusetts people have moved north and destroyed yeah. the Granite State. It's so that's sad. Southern New Hampshire. I don't think they have any mail in uh, ballots up there in New Hampshire, do they? I think it's all. No, I don't believe so. Uh, yeah, I don't believe so. But that that would be great. I mean, he just seems like a stand-up guy. You know, he, he supported Donald Trump, which makes him an insurrectionist and everything else. But that, I love to see guys candidates who got money from the Democrats and then the Democrats turned around and said that they're threats to democracy in the general election. You can't vote for them. So how nervous were you watching? And I'm sure you did watch the Trump rally in Ohio the other night. Uh, I I watched it and I said, Oh my God. He's, he's, he's not the best candidate. No, DeSantis is the best candidate. DeSantis just gave a speech. We can play some of it. Uh, He just gave a victory speech, thanking everybody, all my, all the family, the staff and everything. And I'm thinking Trump could never do that. Trump, I, you know, I love him in so many ways, but he doesn't have the discipline. He has so much baggage. DeSantis is a better character, which is why he hates him. He's going to hate him. And he's already threatened to destroy him. It's too bad. I feel like DeSantis might step back and say, I'll wait my turn. I'll let Trump you know, run in 2024. I wish he wouldn't. I want DeSantis Lake in 2024. Yeah, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. And I, I think the problem that DeSantis is going to have is people say that and Trump has said that he can wait his turn. But the timing couldn't be better for Ron DeSantis right now. The handling of Hurricane Ian, the appeal he has, he's carrying Miami-Dade County that is heavily Democrat, okay? Carrying it, okay? He's, he's turned the state around where Latinos are now becoming Republicans. I mean, it's amazing what he's doing down there. So why should he wait, Jerry? Why should he wait four years? Who knows he shouldn't. The, I, I, I don't what, want to. what the conditions are four years from now? I was just in Florida for a few days. I mean, he's, he's a rock Woke ideology. Hats and shirts, and everyone loves him. He won. He lost Miami Day by 20 points. Yep. Four years ago, yeah. and now he's he's winning it handily. He's changed the demographic. He's he's flipped an entire you know demographic. The, the Latino vote is is coming around and looked at him, and they like him, and they know he didn't lock the state down. He didn't crush small business. I don't want him to wait. I want him to run. I wish Trump could uh, have enough grace, class to say my time has come and, and gone. He's going to be seventy eight. 
in uh, 2024. That's too old. I don't want any more 80 year old presidents. I just don't want any. Yeah, I was so nervous watching that last night. Poor J.D. Vance, he goes out there to to right. help J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance, he mentions them for about 30 seconds, brings them up for a minute, then throws them out of there. Jim Jordan speaks for a minute and then the music starts. And I'm sitting there going, no, no, we're not doing this. no. No. Well, I think he might do it. You know, he might do it this week, Glenn. He might do it tomorrow. Tuesday, Tuesday night he's doing it. Tuesday oh, night. Tuesday, right? Carolina. Tuesday. I heard somebody say that Hannity or one of his friends said he would Tuesday do it night. Tuesday. Which, even if I mean, there's not going to be no, there's going to be no other candidates for months and months and months. If you if you're DeSantis, you don't even declare for you know another whatever six, eight, ten months. You don't you don't get involved this early. So he'll have a big advantage, a big jump start, but. He'll do a lot of dumb stuff, say a lot of dumb stuff. He'll he'll go after DeSantis. He'll go after you know anybody who dares to challenge him. It's going to get crazy. I guess I should sit back and enjoy it because it's going to be pretty wild and pretty entertaining. But I just I just think it's DeSantis and Kerry Lake are such stars. They're smart. They're disciplined. They're tough. They're, they they look good. Trump actually called DeSantis fat at one point. I know. <laughs> only, only Trump could do that. Only I know. It's, a, it's amazing some of the things that – I don't know what the purpose is, what he's gaining around the holiday time of having his name out there. Wouldn't it make more sense for him to let this thing play out right now? Because if this is a red wave tonight, and certainly they're showing some signs of it being so, then – if you're the Democrats, you're not running Biden. I don't care what Biden thinks. You're not right. running Biden. No, and you can already see it with the Times, the Washington Post. They're suddenly mentioning Hunter's name now. They're going to find a way of pushing him out because they know he can't right. win in 24. Democrats are going to push him out. So we're going to find out whether it's uh, Gavin Newsom or whether they come up with some other candidate. they got to run Camilla, even though she won't win anything. They're going to run her because they have to. Uh, there's too much pressure there. But – but, but they're going to have to make a change. If you're Trump, why don't you sit in the sidelines and let them go through this process? He can't. He can't. You know why? Because he's he lives for revenge, and every time he goes out and speaks, he feels like he's uh, uh, going getting getting his the the opponents that ruined him, the people that ruined him, the media and the Democrats who lied about him about Russia. You know, lied to suppress the laptop, did all these. Uh, devious things to destroy him. He must get them back. It's a reckoning for Donald Trump. It's not about, you know, winning the white house and closing the border and, and whatever, uh, solving inflation. It's ego, about revenge and narcissistic ego. He's, he's the ultimate narcissist. And I love revenge and I hope he gets them all, but I really would prefer to have some sane conservative, you know, like, like flight to Santos and, and, or, and or Lake and in the white house and let, Trump be a kingmaker. Here's what I, my idea. DeSantis becomes president. He tells Trump, you have your free reign. Come to the White House anytime. You send him overseas. <clears throat> he was a great foreign policy president. You send him to the Middle East. You send him, hell, send him to Ukraine. Tell him to sell that friggin' war. Trump was great at that. He was. He'd be a spy. He, he was. You know, make world peace, Don. I'm going to be back here during the fixing the economy. That's what I think should happen. But he can't—he can't be on that second stage, Jerry. He's got to be on the first stage. And it's—it's—I think it's a problem for the Republicans. I think Trump could screw this thing up because I think it's working out perfectly for the Republicans. I don't see unless the Democrats have a total change 
uh, here. Uh, maybe I can't see it happening, but maybe Biden does what Bill Clinton did after his first midterm in which he said, OK, we screwed up. Now we're going to change everything. And he did. He sat down with the Republicans. They started to make some changes. They started to work on compromises. I don't see that happening. So if that doesn't happen, the only guy that could screw it up for the Republicans, I think, would be Trump. Well, you know, we're, we're, we're uh, you know, media guys, and uh, we'll just be able to sit back and enjoy the fight. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. Tonight it begins, ooh, they got the, you know, the, the, the Boston Globe and New York Times are so happy. Maura Healy, the first lesbian to win statewide. I'm like, well, are we past that now? I mean. You would think so. You would think so. Uh, but anyway, it's, 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 I don't know how, how, I don't know how big the wave's going to get, but it's, it's been a fun night so far. And, uh, DeSantis once again is a star, which means Trump right now is sitting back seething. He's jealous. Oh, this is yeah, driving him crazy tonight. You know, he no just, I made him. I made him. Like, he didn't make well, him. Well, he did, but he did. I mean, you can give him credit for, for bringing along a lot of these candidates, and he could, sure. he could take a bow, and he could take credit for all of this stuff. But the problem now is, and I agree with you, I don't want a guy that's 78 years old going in there. We're, we're dealing with that right now. Does anybody think, and, I, you know, Trump certainly – is a lot sharper than where Biden is right now uh, when he speaks and putting together a constructive sentence. But does anybody think that it's going to remain that way for the next four years as he goes into his eighties? No, no. We, I mean, haven't we seen enough? I know he's not senile like Biden. I mean, few people are, but I mean, do we need another guy in his eighties? I mean, we can't go younger. DeSantis is 35 years younger than him. The one thing I the one thing I must tell you I, I love about Biden right now is that he's at that stage cognitively in which he tells the truth. So the other night he's sitting there basically saying he's shutting down all the coal plants. Well, that's what he wants to do. And then he comes out in front of climate change people two days later and he said, I'm not going to drill. There'll be no more drilling. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's telling the public that the oil companies are making more profits than they've ever made before. And we've given them plenty of places to go out there, leases to go out there and drill. They're not drilling. And he told the truth the other night in front of the public. And he doesn't realize it. Anyway, he wasn't supposed to, but he did. No. <laughs> he tends to do that. But anyway, Big O, I'm glad to see you're doing well. I know you love it out there. You're never That's coming right. home, huh? No, I'm coming home. I'm actually coming home. Uh, I'll be home. Tomorrow, I'm coming back uh, tomorrow night. So I've been going, yeah, I go back and forth. I mean, Massachusetts, Boston is still my uh, my home. And, you know, I've got family out there. I'm a grandfather now, Jerry. My daughter had a, a baby a couple weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, we'll be going back and forth and doing more of it. But you would love it out here. They have Trump rallies every Wednesday and Friday out here religiously. Yes, at the local shopping center. They all show they, up with their flag. They play, their big they play Marjan and then they, they wave do, the, they do, the Trump yeah. flags. Yes, you'd love it. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe someday, man. I got to someday. I got to either go to Florida, go to Arizona, and have some, and, and you know, join the fun. We Weather's just great. Weather is great every day. We don't have any. Well, you look good, man. I mean, you don't look good, but you look relaxed. You look. I'm relaxed. Uh, I'm still fat. I'm still fat if you were asking. <laughs> well, I hope they counted your vote today, Big O. They been, no, no, Jerry, in Arizona now, they have a tracing system. So I, I, I get texts of when they accepted my ballot, when my ballot is actually counted. They do that now here in Arizona. Wow. Yeah, that's a new thing. They just started this. Of course, Excellent. the machines don't work, but, uh, you know, at least you get a text. 
Yeah, well, you might have Carrie Lake as your next governor, but we have the first lesbian ever to win statewide <laughs> office. Yeah, we got bragging rights. You got that smoke show out there kicking ass, but we. How, how many How many Republicans did they lose in the state Senate and the state House? <laughs> what do we got, like three or something? That's right. Sad, 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 sad day. But anyway, we'll, get, we'll let you get back to the. Hi, right, pal. Great seeing you. Results rolling in. Thank uh, the Results are rolling in as we speak. I'm it's going to be. It is a good night. And uh, thanks for uh, hanging with us, Big O. You got it, buddy. See you. Talk again soon. Yeah. Right, before, well, uh, let me do Shay here, and then we're going to do this New York Times little helpful list from the New York Times. The stages, how to cope with the stages of grief for all those people out there who were, you know, rooting for Stacey Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> or, or hoping Charlie Crist was going to pull it out. Uh, the New York Times has a helpful checklist to get you through this tough time. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home you need to replace an old staircase in an old home. Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front, front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shea, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away. They put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. As somebody said, I looked at the comments and like the one of the first comments was, this can't be real. It can't be real. It is. It's real. This is, uh, I guess, uh, what the New York Times, uh, uh, let me get it up here, what the New York Times thinks their readers, and maybe they do need it. You know, the red wave is coming. Lee Zeldin is doing very well. They might actually lose the governor's man. They might actually do something about crime in New York City, in New York. They don't like that. New York Times doesn't like that. That's racist. If you do something, you don't like, you don't have bail. People have to pay bail or you have, you know, you put criminals, killers away. Uh, but uh, if you're still struggling, the New York Times has a, a checklist. Do you have it there, Ironhead? Yeah, pulling it up right now. Pull it up right now. Let me... Uh, Get it up on my screen too, because it was. I, I want to know what your favorite one is. Uh, that's uh, mine. Is that my? It's pretty easy. Which one I uh, I like the most? I think. Uh, all right, here's five ways to soothe election stress <laughs> from the New York Times. Uh, this is for uh, uh this is for me because I lost the you know the governor's race in Massachusetts. We'll lose everything here. Uh, <sighs> Uh, let me see. We got any new breaking? Uh, uh, did they declare JD Vance yet? I think they did. They, uh, so, according to the comment section, they did. 
Excellent. 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 He is a great candidate. He's going to be a great senator. Maybe, maybe he'll be a presidential candidate someday. He's still young. He's obviously has a great life story. If you've read Hillbilly Elegy, you know, he came up hard, man. He wasn't a little silver spoon kid like Joe Biden. He came up hard. He's a Marine. He's a Yale grad. He's a lawyer. He's smart as hell. Great debater. Great job. JD Senator JD Vance. Back to, wow, Walker Warnick dead even at 49%. That makes me worry. That worry makes me a little concerned because I think they got a little plan in their back pocket to say, oh, look at this bail of, look at this bag of mail-in voting. We, whoa, we just had it and it was in the trunk. I forgot it. And wouldn't you know, every single one of them is a Raphael Warnock vote. That's coming. Don't get your hopes up. But, you know, to get this, this stressful time, we have a, uh, a helpful checklist for the New York Times. Ready? Five ways to soothe election stress. Try five finger breathing. Trace the outside of your hand with your pointer finger. When you trace up, breathe in. When you trace down, breathe out. What? Is this is this real? It's like, so draw, draw a hand turkey, but breathe at every peak. Breathe in. I mean, yeah. I do yoga. I, I read read books. I read a whole book about how to breathe. It's called breathe. It's called breath. It's really good. I never heard this. Cool down. <laughs> this is your favorite. I know it is. Plunge your face into a bowl of ice water for 15 to 30 seconds. <laughs> so you're nervous because, you know, Lee Zeldin might win and you're some, you know, upper east side, oh. know, whatever, middle-aged, you know, liberal, miserable liberal woman and you're supposed to stick your face in a bucket of ice? Move. Even a walk around the block can offer some relief for an uneasy mind. Wow. Never thought of that. Go walk. Here's my favorite. Breathe like a baby. Me too. Didn't we already go over the breathing thing? Focus on expanding your belly as you breathe, which can send more oxygen to your brain. <laughs> well, they need it. That's for sure. These are, these are hardcore liberals. Limit your scrolling. Consider plotting out specific times when you look for election updates. That is a real article in a, what used to be a real newspaper. It's now the uh, newsletter for the Democratic Party. But the New York Times wrote that elections and anxiety go hand in hand. Here are some evidence-based strategies to help you cope. <laughs> Insane. Oh, well, I guess I'm going to do, I'm going to do that. I'm going to stick my head in a bucket of ice if Don Bolduck loses, but uh, I, you should do that. You're, he's your, he was going to be your senator. Now it doesn't look good. He's slowly creeping back, but it's not fast enough. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, like 11 now and it, it was friggin' like 15 when it first opened. So uh, they're, they're stealing it. Suppressing, you know what they do? They're suppressing the the Republican vote. That's what is. The, I'm I'm just going with the NBC, you know, model here. I'm going to accuse them of suppressing, of fraud, of something. Couldn't be legit. Can't be legit. If my team loses, they stole it. That's right. the that's what I've learned from MSNBC, and I'm going to go with that. But <laughs> we will. Uh, oh, good. Did he win? Don Bud won in North Carolina. I think. Waiting for pivotal results. It looks like. I don't want to say anything. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Arizona's going to take days. Pennsylvania. I haven't even seen an update, like a legit update from Pennsylvania. We're going to get nothing from them for days. That's uh, that's why I wasn't worried about, you know, missing anything. Because 
we, if we wake up tomorrow, you know, we might have to uh, do another podcast. Might have to add some, you know, big news. I don't think we're going to get much. I think yeah. they're going to drag this out for days and days and days. We're going to be sitting here talking about every day, something else. And, and that's just, some, that's, yeah, Federman's going to have to explain what he's suing for. So it's gonna, <laughs> they're going to set aside right. a couple weeks. Federman <laughs> will not be involved at all. It'll be, it'll be lawyers and all these scummy election lawyers, that Mark Elias guy, he's not working for him, suing. Then the judge will rule. They'll sue again. And, and you won't see two people will not be involved. Uh, Joe Biden and John Fetterman, they will be nowhere to be found as the as the legal teams fight this out. Oh, no. Lauren Boebert's in trouble, someone says on the comment line. That's not good. She's a babe. I, want, I like she's a babe. She's uh, she's no Tudor Dixon. We don't have a result on that yet either. We're rooting for lovely Tudor Dixon over uh, the wretched Gretchen Whitmer. But uh, we will see how it goes. Um. I'm going to have a Boldick update right now. Yeah, okay, we'll give you the Boldick update, and then we will... Uh, 55.1 to 42.8. What the hell is that? What happened to those polls? I don't know. Uh, it's, only, it's only 25% in, so oh. that could you know just what? be my area. Like I said, people, Massachusetts people have moved up there and ruined that state. It wasn't enough to ruin this state. They want to ruin your state well, too. At least Sununu got reelected. Yeah, that wasn't even close though, right? No, I got called immediately. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, that's too bad. Maggie Hessen's a terrible candidate, a terrible senator, and she's got six more years. Ugh, God, what is wrong with people? I have no idea. Anyway, I'm not going to let that get me down. DeSantis kicked ass. Kerry Lake is kicking ass. We're going to take the Senate. It's going to it's going to turn out okay. Uh, Zeldin's getting smashed right now. <laughs> that can't be. Uh, they can't have it. How many? How many votes? What percentage are we at? Thirty-one. Yeah. You know what? If they start voting in the city or the cities, he's going to lose the city big time. Mm-hmm. Probably lose. You know, Buffalo, and that's her hometown. Lose Albany. But up there in upstate New York, he is going to kick ass in the suburbs. He's going to kick ass. Don't give up. That's true. On uh, Lee Selden, a paratrooper and a stud. He'd be a great governor. These people, I mean, I understand. They're, most of them are friggin' idiots, but there has to be enough sane people to realize Kathy Hochul is a terrible governor. If she wins, I'm going to root for more violent crime. I'm going to root for more <laughs> illegal aliens and, yeah. and more, you know, I'm going to root for more guys, you know, pushing old ladies and you know down on the sidewalk and hitting people with, with hammers and stuff because if you vote for Kathy Hochul, you deserve that. But yep. anyway, we will wrap this up now. Who knows what we're going to do tomorrow? We're going to uh, we're going to keep track of things. We're going to follow things. We're going to see what happens. Does that sound good to you, Ironhead? Sounds good to me. Uh, any more? Uh, uh, we were going to take calls, but what the hell? Ordway couldn't wouldn't shut up. I knew we wouldn't shut up. Yeah, Ordway uh, Ordway versus headphones. It was a nice battle. And that was just so ridiculous. I mean, what's he doing with this? I guess so. He takes little cheap headphones. They wouldn't stick like, and he just kept falling. What are you doing? Why do you even need them? Take them out. Put the. I don't know. Anyway, anything? Uh, anything I miss? Any? Any? Any breaking news? Please, 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 God, let Kathy Hochul um, lose tonight. Let's pray together. Please let Kathy Hochul lose. Go, Lee Zeldin. Fifty-one forty-seven, Pennsylvania for uh, Fetterman Oz. So he's creeping back. Fetterman's still in the lead. 
Yeah, but I mean, the the beginning is going to be a whole mess with the mail-in shit. And I'm yeah. telling you, that that is going to be wild. If if millions, millions of people voted for a guy with brain damage who's going to get worse, who's going to have another stroke, who's going to be incapable of doing the job, that is insane. Walker, Herschel Walker, back up 0.2%. I don't need any more of those updates. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> he needs to get up by more than that because they are definitely going to find that bag of votes and it's going to be every one of them is going to be for Warnock and that's going to be, that's going to be a problem, but we just need to get to 51. Just get me to 51 and then, then I can have some laughs at, at John Fetterman's expense. But that will do it. Thanks to everyone. Thanks to Ordway. Thanks to everyone for commenting. Man, we got lots of comments. Sorry I couldn't get to all of them. Thanks for staying up late, Ironhead. I know it's way past your bedtime. Hmm. You got to walk that killer pit bull now before you go to bed? He's such a baby, dude. He's such a friggin' baby. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. But anyway, I'm not sure. We'll probably... Uh, probably update this thing tomorrow because the whole thing will just everything will, things will get nuts things will get nuts there'll be just some crazy developments and uh we will uh, stay on top of them for you but we'll leave it there for now i'm jerry callahan this is the callahan show and we will talk to you again tomorrow shaking my head and thinking something ain't right is it just me Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.